Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It was only when I was 29 I had the idea to do the project, and up until that point, I actually couldn't even say the words out loud, my mom is gay. I had this idea to sort of document other kids who have gay parents. And really for me, going through this project of meeting other kids who have gay parents became my own form of therapy and a way to deal with everything that happened and actually connect with other people who have gone through the same experiences. Finding other people who you could talk to who have been through it is so valuable. Hello and welcome to Some Families. I'm Lottie. And I am Stu. Hello listener and welcome if you are listening to the first time. We are a podcast that celebrates LGBTQ plus families in all their glorious, fabulous forms. So welcome. But if you're an old timer, you know us. So we don't need to introduce ourselves again. Yeah. And whoever you are, have a look back through our archive. We've got so many amazing stories now. It's been such an amazing journey recording this podcast and we've spoken to an incredible array of guests and I think whatever kind of family you are part of or are considering you'll find something that resonates for you so please do go back and have a listen and hey we are not the only ones that think that we're amazing because we've been nominated for a British podcast award the Oscars of the podcasting world no less very excited about this And I do just want to say a huge, huge thank you. I'm going to do my, it's like my acceptance speech right now. I mean, it's amazing to be nominated. And I just want to say a personal thank you, not only to our producer, Hattie, but the amazing guests that we've had on. I mean, Lottie's just said about going back and listening to them. But honestly, some families would not be some families if it wasn't for the absolutely wonderful guests that we have had join us on the show and share their stories. So Mm -hmm. we want to say thank you. And to our listeners. I'm going to start playing you off now. The orchestra's orchestra's playing you off. (laughs) You could just mute me. And Lottie, you're back from France. We're in quarantine. I missed my two phone calls from the track and trace department today because I was changing my daughter's nappy and playing with her in the paddling pool and I missed these two calls. So now I'm really worried I'm going to get like, a helicopter's going to land in our garden and I'm going to be arrested. <laughs> and I've not left the house, I promise. Yeah, it was good. Coming back was a lot easier than going. We didn't have any dramas. And I'd actually recommend train travel over plane travel in some respects with a toddler because they can sort of stand up, walk around. Mm. It's easier for sure on a train. Well, welcome back to Thank the you. wonderful United Kingdom, Lottie. We have mm-hmm. missed you greatly. Just for a little change, to spice things up a little, I wondered if we should do a little show and tell now before we speak oh, to sure. our, our wonderful guests. Yeah, so, I've got a couple of things in my 
parenting bag that I've Ooh. brought with me today. From baby on. wipes oh. and dummies <laughs> and all sorts of things. Okay, so I've got in here some of the new Lego pride figurines, which are called the Everyone is Awesome collection. And they are rainbow-hued, gender-neutral figurines, although one is blatantly a drag queen because she's got fabulous, fabulous bouffant hair. But it's great. Yeah, they're all the rainbow flag colours. They're sort of hard to identify whether they're what their gender is. So I would say they're all nicely non-binary. And I just think it's fabulous. And it's about blooming time that Lego did something this boldly supportive of their LGBTQ plus fans. Because I don't know about you, but I was a huge Lego fan. And I'm sure lots of queer kids are as well so i think it's brilliant that they're the gays love a bit of lego don't do unless you step on it then just don't don't get me don't even get me started on stepping things lego anything just oh i made some dwarfs my little boy's cake and they're now laying around the house and they're just digging into my feet every available opportunity insane (laughs) your cake if you listener if you i don't know if you do follow stew on instagram but his cakes that he and his husband make for their kids you're just so good at parenting like you make your kids the most incredible cakes for their birthdays like me and my wife were staring at them like how do they do this and they've got three kids it's incredible well thank you they improve year on year when we first started doing this for them i really wanted to make them cakes rather than buy them cakes because i just felt that it was something that i had done and it didn't matter how crap it looked and actually as i've had three years of practice now times three children i've been able to perfect it a little bit more as it were i loved that on um your youngest's cake recently it was all digger themed but then you'd managed to work seamlessly work in um, a disney princess into the theme into the digger theme i needed to gay it up somehow i was Uh, like oh diggers actually And my my sister-in-law has bought our youngest a gull, which is now sitting in the garden, which I'm slightly mortified at. I don't know, oh, no, quite know what to do about. Come like, on, England. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. No, that's not going to happen. Where's his Barbie? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Just kick a ball into a net. We need to de-gender these things. Oh, I know. De-gender football. I know, but it brings back... Th- I know, like, I remember... It's trauma and triggering. Balls being hit at my head the whole time in the playground. Is that what put you off balls in the first place? Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else in your lovely show and tell bag, Lottie? <laughs> Moving um, on from balls. The only... The only other thing was I saw that um, there's going to be the first gay single mum in Rugrats. Look it up, listener. It sounds. But it's like the mum. It's cool. the mum who always used to be like the sporty exercise one, wasn't it, with the purple headband? So anyway, enough and, of show and tell. Yes. Put show and tell away now, because in today's episode, we've got to move on to our guest, who is based in Brooklyn. So Lottie, this I feel this is series two's. New York hat trick. We've spoken yes. to three people from New York now. Maybe we, next season we need to decamp to New York to record a need, season. We need to get out there. Hello, Virgin Atlantic, if you are I, listening. I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So we came across Gabriella, who is our guest, Gabriella Herman, because of her book, The Kids. I don't know if you want to share a bit more about it, Lottie. Sure, yeah. So her book, The Kids, was published a couple of years ago, but we came across it recently and we're just blown away by her beautiful, beautiful portrait images of older kids of queer parents. So she herself is the child of a gay mum. Her mum actually came out when she was 15. So she sought out other people who had had similar experience to her and she photographed them and they told her their stories. But we will let Gabriella explain her story herself. Yeah, I love hearing from children of LGBTQ plus parents. So here, without further ado, is Gabriella Herman. So, Gabriella, welcome to Some Families. How are you and uh, and where are you joining us from today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. And um, I am currently in Brooklyn, where I live in Brooklyn, New York. How are things over there? Are you, is it kind of opening up a bit more? Are you able to go out and about? It's um, it's fully, not fully, but like definitely on the upswing of opening up. And actually tonight I'm going to my very first sort of social gathering. It's like a gala for my kid's school that's happening like outside, but it'd be like adults socializing. Oh, wow. Is that going to be like super awkward while you're all kind of like readjusting? We'll see. We'll see. I'm super excited and curious. So thank you, as I said, for joining us tonight on Some Families. Can you tell us a little bit about your your own family because I believe you're you know we'll come on to your project and you know your history in in a moment but for our listeners as well to know you're a mum yourself as well is that correct yes yeah. yes um <laughs> hence the school hence the school evening <laughs> yeah she's not just hanging out at the school <laughs> um yes I have a mom to a almost three-year-old next week and a almost five-year-old I live here in Brooklyn, but I, I grew up in Boston, and I have two two siblings. The three of us grew up with a mom and a dad, and happy childhood all together. And then my parents split up when I was in high school. I don't know if you want me to get into it now. Or... Yeah, get into <laughs> yeah, it. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, lovely childhood. You know, grew up in New England, pretty privileged. And then parents split up when I was in high school because my mom came out as a lesbian. And then she moved out a year or two later and then moved in with this woman who she'd been seeing. Then they got married, and they've now been married since then. But when it happened in high school, it was super, super traumatic for me. As I said, grew up in, like, you know, New England prep school culture, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't something that, you know, now it's normal. And then it absolutely was not, and I couldn't talk about it with anyone, and basically an entire year when I didn't speak with my mom, and it was very, very rough for a while, you know, the family splitting up, and Mm. all the movings, and it wasn't until, it was when I was 29, when I started, I'm a photographer, and I'm always sort of working on my own projects along with commercial clients, and I had an idea to do a project about kids who have gay parents, even though I never once had met a single person who had a gay parent and I never even talked about it with anyone let alone my siblings who are like super close we talk every day about everything you know we never talked about it and it was only when I was 29 I had the idea to do the project and up until that point I actually couldn't even say the words out loud my mom is gay and I had this idea to sort of document other kids who have gay parents and really, for me, I, I joke, but it's not a joke at all, that like going through this project of meeting other kids who have gay parents became my own form of therapy. 
and a way to sort of deal with everything that happened and actually connect with other people who have gone through the same experiences and, mm. you know, through the project came out on the other side. Of- Can I ask a, a couple of like quite nosy follow up questions? So did you then stay and live with your father and your mum yes. moved in with the and how did you yes. get on with the or feel about your mother's new partner? I hated her. it was very brutal I I hated her with a passion I you know when she would call the house I I I would be so angry at you know how dare she be calling our house I would hang up on her as I said it was very rough you know I had very negative thoughts towards her I will say now that this is you know 20 years later and we're on the other side 25 years later it is sort of we have reached sort of best case scenario in which my mom and dad are still friends and friendly and and I'm you know close now with my mom's partner and everyone sort of it is sort of the Brady Bunch you know happy ending in which we all do like our holidays together and still sometimes even go on vacations together and it really is become like best case scenario despite sort of the trauma that happened in high school. Is your mom's current partner the same one? Yes same partner and she has two kids as well and they're in the mix. How was that experience of your mum actually coming out to you? Like, how did that how did that happen at the time? So you were, did you say you were 15? 15, I was a freshman in high school. And I, I remember those moments where you just like remember everything about the moment and the day. It was mm. freshman year, it was springtime. I was studying for a final. I was like out in the driveway, like reading my history books. And she came out. And basically, a, a, like a week earlier, maybe I had found, I had found some lesbian books in her bedroom like just books about lesbian and I I guess in the back of my head I I knew that something was going on or just something wasn't right my parents you know weren't happily married they were fighting a lot and you know I found these lesbian books and so I was studying there and and I think that's the moment I basically confronted her and said hey I found the books and then she kind of confessed and it sort of Mm. started unraveled from there it's mm. so shocking to find out that your parents aren't the people that you thought they were. I mean, Stu and I both come from families that split up when we were when we were young. I mean, my parents actually split up when I was 23, so not young at all. And I remember mm-hmm. it wasn't because it was because my dad was having an affair with someone. And that feeling was so devastating. And I wonder if it's like, in some ways... Of course, the fact that your mum was gay was like another level of thing to get your head around. But just there's that very basic primal feeling as a child of like, you were my mum or you were my dad. And like, that's who you were. And now I'm seeing that you're not just my mum or my dad. You're this whole other complicated, multifaceted, difficult person And that's incredibly shocking for a child to have to realise about their parent, I think. Yeah, it's so wild. Yeah, for sure. It's just so wild when, yeah, you realise that your parents are also like adults and have their own lives. And, you know, they're Mm. not just your parents. Luckily, right now, like I think about my kids, like they only know me as my as their parent right now. You know, it's it's a while (laughs) till they get to that. So I'm milking it right now for all I can. But yeah, it's really wild. And and you mentioned on something which was a sort of factor, which is that there was so much focus on my mom being gay and that being so unknown and what that meant and all this stuff. Mm. And 
like very, very little was focused on the fact that our like sort of perfect childhood and family was all of a sudden breaking up and that we we're going through like a divorce. Yeah. Like there was never acknowledged like any sort of feelings about what it is to go through a divorce and be a, a child of a divorced family. You know, like that yeah, was just so I, not discussed because like the gay part was the red flag in it all. Yeah, because I wonder whether a lot of the feelings got kind of put onto the fact that she was gay whereas actually if you were really sort of unpicking it it might be just the very fact that she had met someone else your family was breaking up and yeah. you know, that's such mm-hmm. a big thing and then the sexuality on top of it is just another level of thing that you don't understand suddenly about this person that you thought you knew better than anyone else in the world and in terms of where she was in her journey as well I mean do you know now, having spoken to her, like how far along she was in, in the sense of speaking to your dad about it or coming to terms with it herself and understanding who she was? I don't know completely. I think that there's still, as much as I said, everything's like fine, normal. Now, there's still a lot of conversations that we haven't had. Like we haven't sort of dig and deep dive into everything that happened. I have had a few conversations since the book came out and sort of everything was brought to air a little bit with her, but there's definitely more to be had. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So you've mentioned your book, The Kids, which is how we came across your story. Could you just tell us a little bit more about it and about the project and, and what you were hoping to achieve with it yeah i had this idea to do like a a portrait series to meet other kids and share their stories and have sort of text and audio along with the photographs and i I had this idea but i had never met anyone i didn't know even where to meet anyone and a friend of my sister's actually connected me with this organization in the u.s that is called collage it used they they it used to be it used to it was called collage it used to stand for children of gays and lesbians everywhere but then it's still called collage but it's just more in, encompassing and it actually is the only nonprofit in the country that supports kids who have gay parents and they have chapters throughout the country in various cities and so she connected me with the woman who's running the New York chapter and we were trying to like get together for coffee and chat and and it just never worked out she's like you know what I'm having a meeting at my house why don't you just come to it. So I went to her house and like 
here I am literally never having met anyone who had a gay parent or talked about it with anyone or heard anyone talk about it. And I walk in and there's like nine people and they're all sitting around and everyone goes around the room to introduce themselves, you know, to me because they had already known each other. And they said, you know, I'm so-and-so and my mom is gay. I'm so-and-so and my dad came out when I was five. I'm so-and-so and I was raised by, you know, and all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, it was... I, it was just like that moment. I'm like, I know it. This is a project. Like I have to do. That was like the spark that was like, okay, this is happening. This is good. Like, and it started from there. So I started photographing the people from that group. Can um, I ask the people in that group, are they, were they all had, did they have similar stories to you in the sense of they had parents who had come out or had some of them had parents that they'd always known was gay and just happened to be raised by LGBT parents? It was a mix. Yeah, it was both a little bit of everything. And so when I in the book project, I decided to sort of get sort of all the perspectives. I didn't just focus on parents who like had come out, but like also people who are raised from birth. It's really interesting just to hear in terms of like hearing about the support group and and was it very much that or was was it a support group or would you say it was more like a social kind of a social support group it was a mix of both i mean it it definitely was a support group in sort of sharing experiences but then there was also as part of collage they put on events and workshops what's interesting is that i started that project i said when i was 29 and at the beginning it was very very hard to find subjects and even even in that group some people who were willing to talk with me they weren't willing to be photographed or like didn't want their name attached and i shot over seven years I ended up shooting wow. almost a hundred subjects and definitely, you know, towards the end from from the beginning to like seven years later, it definitely was way easier to find subjects and people were way more willing to open up. And, and you know, in the beginning, the people I interviewed, it was sort of like a trauma that happened or a big incident in their lives or, you know, something to deal with. Whereas some of the younger kids who I interviewed towards the end of the project, like you do the interview and there was like, 20 minutes long because it's like yep my parents are gay no big deal never had any issues and like in and out and like that was that (laughs) and how did you feel when you were meeting people who were like that because obviously it was it was traumatic for you for lots of different reasons but then you're kind of meeting people who are understanding it in a in a different way maybe or had a different experience and was that changing your mindset or making you feel at all sort of maybe bad about the way you had reacted at first? No, I mean, I think it's amazing. I think, I mean, that is just like a sign of progress. And, you know, I'd like to think that people would look back on it in the future and be like, I don't understand why there was fuss about that. You know what I mean? It's just going to be so regular that it, it'll be interesting to be like, wow, there was a whole, you know, book dedicated to this because it wasn't reg- normal. Mm. <laughs> so with your story then, Gabriella and and having listened to some of the stories and journeys that your subjects of the book have have come from do you feel that your mum could have communicated it to you in a different way that would have made it easier for you at the time or do you is that something you've thought about in terms of also like for any advice for somebody who may be listening to this who is you know potentially worried about coming out to their to their children and to their family Definitely, I definitely should have been in therapy and talked about. It. We didn't really talk about it. All. I mean, we did. They did try to take us once or twice to like a a family therapist, where like me and my siblings and my two parents went, and and I just like couldn't deal and like broke down crying and like it was a disaster. And we tried again, and same thing happened, and like never really followed up from that. And I know that I could have benefited by 
just being able to talk about it with someone, anyone. As mm. I said, I, I didn't talk to anyone about this or anything until I was 29. And like in college, you, you know, I would, once I got really, really close to someone, I would like, you know, feel comfortable like sharing my secret. But like, it, you know, it, it really took so long to get to the point to be able to feel comfortable even talking about it with anyone. Did you and, ever sort of seek out an LGBTQ community in terms of, it sounds like perhaps where you grew up or where you went to college, there weren't, there wasn't a big community of of queer people and um it's funny because there was like i went to a super liberal college maybe not so much in high school though there was like a sort of a, a, a gay group there but in my I, I went to a super liberal college and you know i i did have like you know gay friends and my actually my sister came out as gay when she was in college but it just like it we it's just like we didn't discuss it and it's not, no one told us like oh you can't talk about this and as i said my family my siblings were super close but it just I mean, there was one in one time where me and my sister and my dad were like on a trip to New York and we were in a hotel room. And I remember maybe my dad was in the shower and my sister and I were lying in bed and I'm like, hey, have you told anyone about mom? And she's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, me neither. And like, that was the extent of like us talking about it. Well, and what about your sister coming out as gay? Did that, do you think that she found it easier because of, of your mom or, or did it come with the baggage of your mom with her coming out? I think both ways. I think in some ways, I mean, my mom was like thrilled, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think she still also kind of struggled with it. My brother, my brother and sister definitely struggled with it, but I was the one who like visually would like have the crying fits and scream at my mom. And, you know, it was just like, they saw me, what was going through. So they kind of just were quiet in the background and never talked about it or brought it up because they saw how hard of a time I was having with it. And so because that my sister, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, she, it obviously affected, affected her. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can speak to her on that, about, or about that. <laughs> and so some of the stories that you came across when making the book, which is called The Kids, were there any in particular that really stood out to you? So many. I mean, um, I get asked often about the book. So what is your takeaway? What did you find out? And like, I wasn't trying to prove any sort of point with a book. I was just trying to share stories. And my, my takeaway that I usually say is that it's just wild how many different family configurations exist and like so many different ways to make up family. And you think you've heard everything and like, I, you know, I would be in Boston and be like, oh, another, you know, girl who has two lesbian moms growing up in Boston and like they start telling their story about their family like oh it's totally different than the other one you know every family situation is so different and has that affected your own sort of sense of your family and do you feel I mean I, I don't know your your personal family situation other than the fact that you have children but do you feel like a little bit normcore in comparison <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I yeah my, my partner is a man I'm in a hetero marriage and uh yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel very like we're like mom and a dad and two kids and they're a boy and a girl and it, it does feel like so. <laughs> but do you feel your experiences that you went through has developed you, has added to the dynamic of you as a, as a family and you as a parent? Do you feel that's impacted at all? In a, pos in a positive way. I'm sure, I'm sure. I, I would hope so. I don't know at this point to be able to say how, in what ways, but I'm sure, and I hope that it would. Do your kids know that they've got a gay granny? Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. We were super close, as I said, and so we see my mom and her partner all the time, and my sister and her partner, and like they just had, 
they have a kid too and she knows about like her cousin who has two moms and it's very you know you know normal for them and even you know when when my daughter's playing family you know it's often there's no question if there can be like two moms playing two kids being the mom together is totally fine and that's wonderful to see have you had that I know you said that there's still moments that you've not spoken to your mom about certain things but was there a point where you felt you said you were 29 when you first started speaking to anybody about it I mean was there a turning point where you did actually sit down with your mom and and talk to her about it or is that something you still see potentially in the future oh yeah no I forgot to say so part of the project as I said was I did interviews with all the subjects and okay this two-part question so with my siblings I knew I wanted them to be in the book and I knew you know I would have to interview for them and I was so nervous about doing their interviews because we had never talked about it and I put it off, put it off. And literally like they were the last two interviews I did. And it was like right before the deadline of the book. And like, we finally sat down and had the conversations and I just asked the same questions that I had asked all the other subjects. And of course I was like super nervous. about it. And of course it was like so wonderful. And I also did it with my um, mom's partners, two kids. So my stepbrothers who would never talk with them about anything. And it was amazing to like interview them and have those conversations that we had like never had before. And, um, I don't know why I had been so nervous to do it, but with my brother, he, like, he was eight or nine at the time, and so he talked about, like, he didn't even know what being gay meant. He thought that being gay meant was, like, that your mom moves out, like, and it just blew my mind, like, wow. I just forgot, like, like how our experiences were yeah. different in that, and just being able to, again, having those conversations and communication is so important. So about halfway through the project, I... I had opportunity to publish the images for the New York Times and they asked me, I had, I had put, you know, put a portfolio of the images in the project and submitted to them and they were super interested and they said, we love this, but we'd like you to like write your story to go along with images, which I hadn't done yet. So I had to write like my own sort of essay about my family and my experience and why I started the project for the New York Times. And that was the first time that I sort of put it into words. And so when that was published, I was super, super nervous for my mom to see it because, again, we ha- I had never talked about my mom about the feelings that I had yeah. had or anything. And, and so she, she read it, you know, before it was published. But I was so nervous for her to see that. And of course, you know, she read it and was like so proud and like immediately shared it on her Facebook. And there wasn't a reason for me to have been so nervous. She should be super proud. It's a wonderful book and they're wonderful images and wonderful stories to share. Yeah, the photos are beautiful. And just finally, do you have any advice to people listening who are children of parents who have come out or perhaps transitioned which is maybe the kind of more timely equivalent of realizing your parent was gay in the sort of mid-90s to now your parent transitioning in Mm -hmm. 2021 sort of in terms of social stigma is perhaps that we're at a similar place with trans issues as we were with gay issues back then do you have any advice to the kids I I mean as I said it it was so important for me to just meet other people who had had been through the same situation and it wasn't until that point that I began to feel comfortable and able to talk about it and so just like seek support whether that's just online or in groups or in local communities or at your school or just finding other people who you could talk to who have been through it is so valuable you know my first four or five interviews that I did when I had never met anyone else, I ended up with sharing my story while they were sharing theirs. And like, I would cry and they would cry. And so many times I was recording, I had to stop 
the recording and be like, oh my God, I can't believe you felt like that too. Like I did that too. And I mean, it was just the most powerful moments to have that just connection with other people who've been through your same experience. Well, thank you to Gabriella for joining us on Some Families. I found the whole story incredibly interesting. I love speaking to children of queer parents because I think it helps inform us about what potentially our own children may think in the future. But I think her story in particular and the way she talks about the trauma that she went through, obviously different generation and she was finding out in her teens what did you think yeah really interesting perspective i think for our show and i think it's actually really interesting how i really relate to that trauma of your parents splitting up and and how it feels to kind of discover that your mum or your dad isn't the person that you thought they were and the acute betrayal of that and the sense of being a child and your parent has let you down somehow so I I could I can really understand it and I think that it's great that she's kind of really embraced it now and and has explored through her art meeting other people and feeling like much more part of a community because it sounded from what she was saying like she didn't really have a LGBTQ plus community around her who might have kind of welcomed her or she didn't want it she didn't seek it out so Mm, absolutely and the notion and the concept of the collage group the community for children of queer parents and how people can come to it from a completely different viewpoint and I think the fact that it's acknowledged that we have so many different types of families, as we've explored on the show many a time, I think it's interesting to to really see it from the eyes of children from LGBTQ plus families. Yeah. But also such a different experience, I think, being raised by two parents of the same gender than finding out halfway through being raised by them that absolutely and how we with our families as well you with your daughter me with the kids we're in a completely different space in the sense of that that's all they've ever known is a couple of gays and a couple of lesbians raising them isn't it when you come out as straight (laughs) and leave leave john that really will be a shock to all for your neighbor yeah (laughs) when you and i run away lottie oh god yeah (laughs) when it finally happens love it well if you like that episode listener we did speak to another grown-up child and we want to speak to many more but we spoke to a grown-up child (laughs) otherwise known as an adult (laughs) (laughs) oh yes that's the word for it isn't it um, we spoke to Mike back in series one. If you haven't had a listen to it, please do. It was called When You're Young, You Don't Question It. And it was talking to Mike Wooler about um, who's gay himself, about him growing up with his two mums in the UK. So do go back and have a listen to that anywhere you get your podcasts. An interesting comparison, I think, that episode, because Mike also found out that his mum was gay, but obviously he was a lot younger. He was in primary school. But maybe the fact that he's gay himself made the experience of his mum's sexuality a lot more... Easier to understand. Yeah, so maybe the experience for him of coming to terms with his mum's sexuality coincided with him coming to terms with his own sexuality and and that made it easier. Go and have a listen to Mike's episode if you enjoyed this episode or listen to any of our episodes from Series 1 or Series 2 to all our fabulous guests. And 
If you are a child of LGBTQ plus parents and want to tell your story, well, then we would love to hear it. So please get in touch. You can email us at somefamilies at storyhunter.co.uk or check out our website, somefamiliespod.com or even slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram. And we are at somefamiliespod. We are going to record another episode for you next week but for now it's goodbye from me and it is goodbye from me this episode was produced and edited by Hattie Moyer Some Families is a Story Hunter production Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby It's me, Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.